0: everybody this is your host john talker from Carbiz insider i have two amazing guests here with me today from northern honda dave barber and sam barber how are you guys doing today
1: hey john i'm good you excellent thank you
0: good thanks for being on the show i'm really excited to host you guys together because uh you know it's it's amazing that uh having the father and son together and uh sam you've been doing a phenomenal job for uh Last, what, 18, 20 months now you're in uh, the sales management? Yeah,
1: uh, no, not that long, about 14 months now,
0: that's, a little over that's, a year. So. Yeah, so we got a lot to talk about it today. Uh, so why don't we start from Dave. Dave, why don't you introduce yourself to us and talk about some of those uh, jerseys behind you. So what's the story behind them?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks, John. Thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, my name is David Barber. I'm the dealer principal at Northern Honda. Uh, I've been in the car business since 1989. Um, yes, I have a family background in hockey. Uh, my uncle, uh, Bill Barber played for the, uh, the Flyers back in the seventies and eighties and, uh, my wife's uh, second cousin is Tim Horton. So, um, I was actually a little bit better than Billy in hockey, but it kind of bored <laughs> me after a while. So I thought I'd, uh, revert, by, revert to selling cars and, uh, Actually, just joking, I wasn't that good, so I I, I had no choice but to come in and, and join the car business, which I've enjoyed immensely. Um I'm still wondering why Sam didn't make it to the show, because he's got the genes of, of both the barber side and the Horton side, so I don't know what his excuse is. <laughs> I didn't like
1: the corners,
2: <laughs> going into the rough stuff. <laughs>
0: that's that's amazing so uh bill, bill barber is your uncle basically right and that's you know, sam's great uncle and uh i think he was a phenomenal uh, player and and tim hortons of course you know like <laughs> you don't even need to yeah.
2: so, he's
0: the legend so yeah we're, uh,
2: proud. we're proud of him uh, he had a he had a fantastic career he was cut short with some injuries but uh he accomplished uh quite a bit with two Stanley Cups uh, with the Flyers. And then he was part of the administration management team with Tampa Bay Lightning that won a cup as well. So he's uh, not too many people can say they have three Stanley Cup rings. That's,
0: that's amazing. So Sam, why don't you talk about yourself a little bit? What's your educational background? How did you end up in the in the dealership? Uh, and you feel a fairly young person, I know, and uh, I think you've been doing a phenomenal job. So let's talk about yourself a little bit.
1: Yeah. Okay. Thanks, John. Um, yeah. So my name Sam Barber. I'm the sales manager here at uh, Northern Honda. I'm uh, David's son. Uh, I joined the business back in 2018 after, uh, finishing a quick stint with Trans pipelines, uh, came on board and joined the family business. So to speak, my, my sister, Katie was working Well, has worked here at the, at the dealership as well over the last few years. Um, Educational background: I, I went to school for business. I uh, got my bachelor's degree in finance, and and then I continued on and did my master's in finance and investment management also. And uh, you know, didn't think I was going to join the the car business, so to speak. When I was in university, thought I was going to be a big uh, uh, Wall Streeter, so to speak, down in New York. <laughs> but it uh, you know, a couple of meetings with uh, with my old man and talking about the business and kind of grew my interest over the years and. Um, came on board here in 2018 as uh, one of the accountants, and uh, kind of learned my uh, saw the back end side of side of how things worked. And uh, the, an opportunity came about last year to kind of gain some more knowledge about the store and about the business in, in general. So I uh, kind of came down here January of 2021 uh, as a sales manager, and it's been kind of uh, you know learning and uh, you know growing as, uh, as the
0: day goes here. So it's been good. I, I think Sam, you started in the, the car carbiz like the sales side of things in probably one of the toughest times you could, uh, possibly start. And, and I think it's pretty good because that allow you to become a, I would call as an expert in database mining because you and your loyalty manager uh because i i was working with the dealership before you were in the sales side so i remember you were working with rex in the, yeah. in, the in the in the accounting department yeah. and then um you came on board as a sales manager and i could uh seriously see the uh the improvements in the dealership while you were there because uh i have access to see your uh you know some some numbers you know with the appraisals and stuff so
1: hmm.
0: I think it was a great time that you started in the business. So those were the, those are the questions I'm going to ask you towards today. Yeah, for sure. that, uh, Dave, you guys were one of the very few dealerships to hit your uh, retail sales objective from Honda Canada, right? Last year.
2: Uh, yes. In 2021, we were fortunate enough to hit our target. And um, I have to say there, it's been a, a lift in the, uh, in the variable side of the store since Sam's gone down there. Um, so yeah, he's, he's brought a, a, a renewed energy, um, a lot of, a lot more patience than I have now, just kidding, but, uh, <laughs> he's actually, um, no, Sam and, uh, some of the other younger staff members have really embraced the database mining, the CRM. Um, you know, we've take, we've, you know, we've joined up with some vendors that have helped us mine our database and, um. Yeah, I mean, 2021 was a successful year and uh, every year we've uh, seemed to have grown since we moved into our new facility back in 2016.
0: That's that's amazing. And and the new facility looks actually really nice. Uh, when I visited your store, I was uh, excited to see that. And uh, how long Northern Honda has, has been in the business, like overall, as, as a Honda dealership? Cool.
2: Uh, There's a contradiction there. I think Honda has us uh, for 1989, I think it was 81, so that um, we're the third uh, ownership uh, group to have Northern Honda since its inception. Um, So, But uh, I've been involved since 07 and owner since 09. Um, Raymond Charette was the owner previous uh, to myself and my partner and uh, Jim Wilson was the owner Prior to Ray Charette, so both are quality dealers before us, and uh, um, they made it easy for our transition back in 09.
0: Yeah, no, definitely, your dealership has a very good reputation in the area that a lot of people respect you. And your Google reviews and your Facebook reviews speak about it when people go check. You know, they can they can see that. Uh, so. I like to start with some questions uh, and uh, and uh, that's basically going to be the dealerships uh, operations, right? And whoever wants to answer, you know, feel free to jump in. Uh, and uh, I have actually Ramit says morning to Barber family and I have Al says good morning. So I am re- sure, was Ramit your DRM back in the days from HFS on the yeah, finance?
2: Yep. Yeah, yeah. nice. We miss Ramit. We have, because of COVID, we haven't had any in-person uh, dealer meetings so everything's been virtual the last couple of years so it's been a couple of years since i've seen Ramit. how you doing Ramit?
0: Mm-mm. good good uh i remember visiting the store one day it was actually uh i think it was on march and we came there and i was driving on the highway and i see a sign that says halfway through the north pole i'm like oh okay <laughs> it's gonna be cold when i get there
1: <laughs> that's uh, that's that's an overreaction it's not too too bad It's a
2: misconception. People think we're farther north than we are, but little do a lot of people in the GTA know we're three hours to the airport, even driving the speed limit.
0: Yeah, it's not bad. It's actually a nice drive. Yeah, it it is a fun drive. And uh, no, I came there and it was nice. Like uh, it was like I think seven, eight degrees or something. And then in the next day, I woke up in the morning. It was minus thirty. I'm like, what a fluctuation (laughs) in the temperature. Can happen. That (laughs) can happen. Okay, I'll I'll jump. Start with my questions. So my first question is uh, going to be this. So Northern Honda was a successful operation. Like over the years, you guys were doing a really good job in terms of hitting your targets, right? A successful operation. Did a decent job with the used car business as well. How would you How would you compare your How would you explain to your success in two thousand and twenty and twenty one compared to the previous years? because you changed the way you do business completely because you had no walk in traffic anymore. Right. Pretty much. I remember the days you guys had nobody walked through the front door. Everything was appointment. Yeah. Cool. I, I, what,
1: what I think what has changed since is you're kind of like, the, the industry's changed so much since, you know, going, dating back to 2020 and since COVID really started, right. That, uh, you know, the government enforced that you, you, the going back to the appointment-only version, people kind of had that sense now that you know there's more there's more phone calls looking for for appointments because they're not necessarily sure what's what's coming like what the rules and regulations are for for automotive uh, business. So that that kind of helped. Plus, you know, it, it it forced us to 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 kind of you know monitor our activities so to speak on our platforms, uh, whether that's through uh, our traffic management system or whether that's through uh our crm platform we use auto alert as well and that's been a really helpful tool and, it, and it's up to management to, to monitor what our guys do and sit down and kind of come up with a daily game plan because we don't we know that the foot traffic just isn't there anymore and it's you know it's a lot more on online and um you know on, over phone over phone calls and video calls or whatever you however you want to put it but it's i think the what what's helped us, I think society in general is the demand's been there, uh, or has increased Sorry, uh, s- since, since, uh, you know, since 2020 because inventory uh, has had, has been in the news as a, as a problem. So people know that, you know, the, the options aren't there. Um, you know, Honda has been, you know, fortunate enough for at least our store in 2021. We, we didn't really see that, uh, you know, that inventory shortage, so to speak, until later on uh, in the year. So we've been fortunate that way, but customers didn't really don't really necessarily know that until they, they call in and then we actually have the availability. So that's part of our success, but I think uh, also uh, it comes down to us uh, managing our daily activities and uh, doing our reach outs and follow ups with customers just to, to let them know and keep them updated with situations.
2: Yeah, to add to that, I mean, the consumer, to Sam's point, has adjusted, and we've tried to adjust as quick as they have. Even though, as a whole, the industry probably hasn't. But I think uh, the entire industry is getting a lot better. Um, you know, tracking and monitoring and measuring the activities in the uh, digital world, as well as the phone, the phone and the e leads are measured now more prominently than any other uh, stat. So. Um, we we want to keep that at the forefront on a daily basis, and the employees have adjusted um, um, their you know their targets and their expectations when they come into work as well. So um, we're not unlike a lot of dealerships that have done well in the new environment. It's just uh, you know identifying it and, and working it to its fullest.
0: So. If, if uh, my question would be this: If you guys haven't made those adjustments, right, with the database mining and you didn't invest into those digital tools that you were talking about, it and uh, what would you think the outcome, uh, in terms of the post-COVID in terms of sales? So imagine you were like an old school dealer, no uh <laughs> improvements,
1: well, and just
0: go right in. <laughs> well,
1: what's that line, John? It's like you either adapt or die, right? I mean, it's kind of how that. I mean, if you didn't update with these these tools that are out there to data to data mine your uh, to all your information with your customers, I, it, it'd be hard to be successful. I don't, I can't see how you could be uh, without knowing, you know, wh- who who you have out there in lease portfolios and who you have out there in finance and ca- in cash. It's just if you don't have that platform and you if you can't filter these different. Situations out to see where customers are at, and uh, you're doing. If you're doing it the old school way of going back into your, your just your DSM and you know tracking down who you have in your portfolio manually, it's, it'd be hard to succeed. You, you you need to keep up with what other stores are doing, and that's what I think it's important to to talk to to peers such as well such as yourself and other stores that are out there to see what they're doing, what they're doing right, what they're doing wrong, and kind of figure out uh, what the best solution is. So that's kind of, I, I, I don't think, the short answer is I don't think you'd be successful if you didn't adapt to these new tools.
0: What would you say, Dave? You go to your group 20 meetings with a whole bunch of other dealerships too. And have you seen any of those dealers that didn't utilize uh, the database mining practices like you guys did and that they didn't have a good results uh, last two years?
2: No, I think uh, my group is predominantly pretty strong. I mean, we're always talking about the challenges, but we're always mostly talking about the opportunities and the improvement. And a lot of that has to do with uh, your staff and a lot of it has to do with your vendor selection. Uh, Also the relationship with the vendors um, as well. I mean, your relationship with the OEM is always important, uh, but uh, the vendors that we choose and work with, uh, we've developed relationships as close to them as we have uh, with the OEM. Um, so choosing the right vendor and working with them and, and setting up the right processes is key. And we share that in the dealer group all the time. I'm I'm with, I'm very fortunate to be in a very strong Honda group across the country and we're tight knit and we share a lot of ideas and we make everybody accountable. So, I mean, to that point, uh, I would recommend uh, joining a dealer group and And picking the right ones and developing relationships through those avenues but yeah i I mean you you do have to adapt and um, i'm sure you're going to hear that when you talk to all the dealers on your podcast
0: yeah and and some some you know unfortunately a lot of them trying to adapt but there are still some believe that things are going to go back to the old days of okay you know the chip shortage is going to go away COVID is going to disappear you're going to go back to good old days and I, I don't think that's ever going to go back to those good old days that, you know, because the things are changing, people getting used to the lifestyle. And, uh, yeah, I hope, uh, all the dealers adapt, like you guys do it. And I'm, I'm really actually, uh, when I was talking to you guys more and more, uh, back in the days, I was very impressed with the store because some stuff that you guys do normally, I would expect to see them in a big order group would do stuff like that with like 20, 30 rooftops. But you guys being in a small town dealer, uh, I remember the conversation with your use car manager, sales manager, uh, and he, he, he showed me something about auto alert. Like, I didn't know that your store had the auto alert. And then he said, yeah, we have it. But, you know, like, we're trying to implement it. You know, we knew with it. I'm like why don't you tell me about auto alert before it's it's a good tool you know like uh i have experience using it in the past i can help you with. it's like oh really is it, is it is it you know i'm like yeah yeah we can chat more and i was uh very impressed to see that you know because you would expect that in a big auto group would have stuff like that because you know they go to the nada and see some tools utilize it they have the budget for it to negotiate with the vendors because that's the challenge too when you're a single point dealer your negotiation power is not as big as a 20 dealership auto group too. Right. So, right. but no, I was, I was impressed. And then your digital marketing practices, you were partnered with a local company there and it was amazing. I see some, uh, chat coming in from Ramit says he's doing fantastic. Thank you, sir. Got to hear your team has managed to maintain a tight ship through the pandemic. <laughs> That's good.
2: Yeah. yeah. A Thank
0: LinkedIn you. user. <laughs> said refreshing to hear a dealer talk outright about data mining it's an important conversation to have because it also presumes that dealers have reliable access to clean data which is not often the case that's a good point so how do you guys keep your data clean well for your database mining
1: just making sure your uh, notes are up to date keeping uh, you know my mining through it on a on a daily basis checking in with uh, you know uh, well, with your sales staff sitting down to make sure that the clients that are, are apparently in this contract are still in it, uh, and and just monitoring it on a on a daily basis. Yeah, and
2: we also communicate we also communicate internally through our DMS. Um, we've done a recent purge, so we freshened up our entire database uh, about a year and a half ago, which was very it was a very arduous uh, process, but it was worth every every hour we put into it a good you know having good staff and believing in why we're doing it was important and that really helped. And also when we know somebody um, is no longer with us or has moved or um, unfortunately passed on, that is communicated and it's mandated to communicate it. So we're trying to stay relevant you know on a daily weekly, monthly basis with our past customers and setting them up properly um, for future contacts as well.
0: That that makes a lot of sense, you know. Clean data is more is very important for you to be able to work with it because if data is not, you know You have to trust it. Yeah. Yeah. Email capture, phone number capture, multiple phone numbers, right? That's that's extremely important. Um Al asked uh what is your overall opinion on a twenty seventeen Honda C R V? He owns one and so far it's been great vehicle. what do you guys think about the seventeen C R V?
1: Well that was the first uh model year of the new generation right back in 2017 of the this current uh, crv design so i mean overall we we have g- great reviews on our end i mean i think it's a great reliable vehicle and that's why uh, honda's the 2022 model looks very similar to the 2017 because they know they've had success with it and uh they know they've built it well so no complaints uh on that front i think it's a great vehicle mm-hmm.
0: I see on your used car inventory, you have like 20 of them. Where did you guys get those cars from? Like a GTA yeah. didn't will die to have those cars. Yeah, That's just,
1: uh, that's just pre-selling, right? Those are uh, getting customers out and pre-selling them into new ones. Uh, so we're fortunate enough where we've, uh, we've done a good job with our, uh, with our staff here to, to, you know, to, to mine their, our database and get our CRV customers into an upgraded, uh, uh, upgraded unit and you know that's that's what uh, a big importance is for us is to you know uh, build our lease portfolio to have this opportunity to, to, to hopefully get these uh, return customers or repeat customers and uh, and, uh, and so that way down the road it increases our use volume
0: another another user commented a rising tight in franchise retail automotive automotive will rise all ships. That's why this sort of open sharing of best practice is so critical for industry. So thank you for, you know, sharing these uh, best practices with uh, other fellow dealers, because, you know, my network, I have a lot of people from like, you know, car business. So these kind of conversations really encouraging for other people too, because sometimes they're on the, you know, they're hard to make a decision to go full blown with this kind of stuff. They still like to rely on, you know, sales events, which I'm not against to it, but I think you need to have a proper database mining process first before you just put all your effort and energy into the private sales. Do you guys, have you guys been doing any kind of private sales at all in the last couple of years before pandemic ever? No.
2: Well, we had our last one um, I believe was in 2016. Um, so it's, it's been a while now we were investigating another vendor that we have good reviews with um and came highly recommended but then uh the pandemic hit and so that was it's been put on the back burner and until uh the inventory supply changes uh for the better that'll probably stay the case for another year or two
0: yeah because like you don't have cars right like whatever is allocated it's pre-sold anyways like the yeah like
2: yeah yeah.
0: That's the situation in. But I think if 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 this ramp up a little bit, the inventory situation gets better. And if you guys continue with your practices, I think you can grow your business too in terms of volume because really good practices are in place. And uh, we started to learn how to live with COVID too, right? It's becoming a norm now, like uh, like any other you know, disease out there, like cold or flu. And eventually uh, I think that's gonna be very good for your operation. Uh, in terms of your used car business uh, last year did you guys uh, see any improvement over uh, last couple of years like can you guys talk about your used car business What you guys did differently any suggestions
1: um, I'll, I'll start I, I'll let, uh, let my dad finish if he has anything on top of it but just from a digital marketing standpoint uh, you know we've changed kind of the way uh, well we've changed vendors and and how we promote our cars online and uh we've kind of paid more attention to capturing our photos so to speak and you know uh with our detailer taking photos and making the proper shots to make the the car stand out online changed uh our strategy when it comes to uh um you know our our budget allocation and uh, in in yearly spend, uh, kind of focusing more on used and, and, well, as well as new, but kind of uh, a 50-50 split because of the inventory shortage uh, being what it is. And I find that's been successful. Uh, we had great results. We've, we've had, uh, you know, uh, we have a new uh, loyalty manager, BDC, um, that started last year uh, that's done a great job in mining uh, internet leads on used vehicles. And uh, that's that's helped increase some some demand on that front, um, and and overall, uh, you know, it's it, it's 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 an online uh, world for for used vehicles. We're getting a lot of calls from out of town customers, and, it, and I think it's just about trying to uh, to mine as much data, uh, mine as many used vehicles that you can from your current portfolio to get the the product on your lot, and then that'll lead to to results. So.
2: Yeah. the other, the other thing that is a big part of it, but the other thing too, is raising the expectation, raising the bar. Um, you know, we've gone from 0.4 to 1, 0.5 to 1, 0.6 to 1, last year's 0.7 to 1. Guy, The management team have a KPI at 0.8 to 1 this year. Uh, we're focusing on a lot of the micromanagement of it. As Sam mentioned the pictures, the, uh, the timeliness of the photographs, getting them on the website sooner. We have a dedicated technician for our internals. So, reconditioning turnaround time has gone from eight days to three days. It's about speed. And uh, maybe it's not about speed now. I think vehicles are appreciating as we look at them out there, but <laughs> with this crazy market we're in. But, you know, we, raising the expectation was the first thing, and that was on me. And now everybody is seeing it, and uh, everybody believes that we can do it. And the next step would be eventually we'd love to see one-to-one right now. We know that's going to be a challenge with inventory, but everybody comes in to the dealership now expecting to sell a used car to match what we're doing in new and, um, and that was a big part of it to get it going too. Wow.
0: Well, that's like uh, music to my ears. When you talk about, you know, increasing your use to new ratio, because you know, it's, it's a very important metric, I believe. And every franchise car dealership should try to get to that one-to-one ratio because when that happens the magic happens because you use cars as different animals you don't only make money by selling them in the, in the business office you actually make money reconditioning them selling parts and service to. right right and uh it's it's i believe i always call used car departments of are the a turbocharger of the car dealership you know so like in, in the honda crv you have that 1.5 liter engine it's a small engine, but you add the turbocharger on it, it becomes almost 200 horsepower and powers that whole big SUV, no problem at all with the good fuel mileage. So I think every dealership must focus on uh, the used car because the self-sustainability is the key for a franchise operation for the future um, what I mean by self-sustainability is like without spending any extra dollars, acquiring brand new customers, let's worry about our own customers that's actively servicing here doing oil change because, your service operations is very uh, efficient too. I remember because you used to have a wash bay and you removed the wash bay and add, a, add another bay there to because you were not happy the fact that customers had to book uh, appointments for a long time. So you said that's unacceptable. I remember that conversations and, and that's very good too because the customer service is very important, right? You don't want people to wait three weeks for an oil change. So how was that working on? For your uh, dealership for uh, service operations, is that working better when you remove that and put another bay there and help out the customers?
2: Yeah, we we converted a um, a detail bay and put a hoist in it, so we increased our capacity. Um, We've internally improved our processes in our appointment booking. We uh, we use a BDC for appointment booking. Um, We were we're very fortunate. We've developed some uh, young uh, apprentices that have now turned into journeyman mechanics and, and, um, the turnover has been very, very low and everybody is kind of grown within over the last 10 years. So everybody's improved, gotten better, high, you know, they uh, are trained, um, you know, at a higher level than they were, let's say even five years ago. So, um, but yeah, we've increased our capacity. We've also increased our employee count to meet the demand. Um, so, I mean, we still have our challenges like any, you know, any dealership uh, getting the throughput uh, in the store during uh, tire seasons, both in the spring and the fall. But every year we've tweaked things and gotten it uh, to a level where it's uh, shortened the appointment turnaround time.
0: That's that's great because customer service is extremely important because you sell the first car, but the service sells the second, third, fourth, fifth car to those customers. You keep them happy. Uh, I'll ask uh, about any carbon buildup with the Hondas. I don't remember they had carbon buildup. They had some kind of like oil issue, but Honda changed the oil, and I don't think they no longer have that problem in the no, cold the vis- climates.
2: Yeah, the viscosity's right? changed, and there's been some bullet uh, bulletins out that corrected the problem.
0: Yeah. yeah, and it was only in the very cold climates, right? Like uh, extreme cold, and because I drove CRVs company cars, and I put them a lot of mileage on them and um, I, I i drove them in very uh weird climates right like i go up down all over the place i never had an issue with it but again mine was a 19 crv then at the 2021 but uh yeah and i, I remember they were changing that uh, the the oil grade on those so i don't yeah. see there's any issues anymore with those at all uh, Ramit said with the inventory shortage, how important has it been to participate in auctions to acquire vehicles such as TradeRev E-Block, Edessa, Mannheim? Are you guys acquiring any vehicles from there or simply from your database? I, mean, I,
1: I think it's important to definitely participate in those auctions and it's something that we've kind of looked at. We haven't had much success yet, but it's it's become a main focus point now moving forward uh, because of the inventory the way it is. It's, it's you know, we're we've, we've survived the last year because of, you know, we've, we've been fortunate enough with to have some inventory. So we've been able to get new, uh, some used cars in based off trades, but with, with inventory on the new side, being what it is, online auctions will be important. It's just, they're, they're tough. Uh, you know, it's, it's vehicles are, you know, with the way the, the market is for the demand that they the asking prices of these cars is it's, uh, you got to wrap your head around, paying a, a, you know, a, a premium for these vehicles. So it's just keeping your eye on it. Uh, our used car manager is uh, going to start being on it on a daily and hourly basis. And he's going to spend most of his days here moving forward, trying to acquire some vehicles, uh, mostly on trade revenue block. So it's definitely going to be an important uh, part of our success for 2022 to, to look at this, look at those auctions. Mm-hmm.
0: Just for the record, if anybody ever wants to sell you any kind of car, they can literally walk into your dealership and said, I like to sell my vehicle. Can you appraise it? You guys will always evaluate any kind of vehicle, basically, right? You guys have no problem doing that ever. That'd
1: be awesome. It'd be be awesome for customers to start lining up for appraisals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's good. Well, whoever's listening to this, you're going to sell your car, take the trip up to North Bay and sell your car to uh, Sam or Dave. They're ready to buy it. okay guys time flies by with you you know you know when you when you're with the people that you like and uh, the time goes really fast we're in that 30 minute mark i don't want to take more of your time because i know you guys are extremely busy and really appreciate you making up this time today because i know dave is always busy He's involved with the community dealership family like there's a lot going on sam is working with deals all the time so you giving me these 30 minutes is phenomenal before the closing, uh, anything you guys want to add, say, are you guys hiring, looking for people, are you guys, okay. People from Georgian college contact you, Sam, young people ask you questions. Are you open? Like anything you want to yeah, add?
1: Or, uh, anyone, uh, looking to get into, uh, automotive retail, uh, you know, feel free to, to reach out to us, uh, whether it's myself or, or, or David, uh, you know, we're open to, to, to for for people to, to apply for for positions here in any in any shape way or uh or position that that they may want to may want to be a part of. So definitely reach out to us. Uh you know, that's important moving forward is for for the younger generation, uh people that are at Georgian and people looking to get in. Uh, it'd be awesome to to have them apply here so Northern Honda up in North Bay. And uh thanks John very much. Eh, for your time today. It's been it's been cool. This is our this is our podcast debut. So
0: yeah. Nice.
2: It was a lot of fun, John. Thank you for uh the time and uh uh let's do it again sometime.
0: Yeah, we'll do that in the summertime. Maybe I'll come visit the store. We'll do a live one uh, <laughs> from your I store. Just, <laughs> uh, perfect, guys. Uh thank you again. And uh again, as as Sam mentioned, if you're looking into getting into business, uh reach him out he's a young guy like you are and i think you finished the program anyways from georgian right you did something yeah, here, I, yeah, I
1: just finished up there uh, this past uh, well about a, almost a year ago now last may i finished up the yeah. automotive uh, dealership management program so. it's
2: a very it's a very dynamic business every day is different it's it's, it's a fun business
0: Look at Swain said, Swain said, great work. So maybe he can give you some more cars <laughs> oh yeah,
1: he was on the phone with me this morning, you know, as I was getting prepped and ready to go. For
0: this, so. Great fella. Great fella. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Well, everybody, thank you for watching, listening. Uh, we're live on LinkedIn today and YouTube. Uh, if you want to watch this again, you can watch it. We're also uh, putting this up as, as a podcast too, which will be available on Apple, Google, uh, iTunes, uh Spotify. So you can watch, you can listen to this in your car as well, too, if you ever want to listen again. But thank you very much, uh guys. Keep in touch. Hopefully, we'll do this again. And uh all the best. Hope you will sell lots of cars.
2: Yeah, thanks for having us, John. Yeah, thanks yeah. for having us, John. Have Take care. Month. Bye bye. <laughs>